0: All right, and welcome to Everyone's a Critic. I am Johnny Gill, your host, with my co-host, Sean Ellis. Say what's up to the people, Sean. How's everybody doing? Yeah. All right, let's get right into it. Uh, week six was very, 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 very interesting. Um, the Monstars surprised some people. And Alliance. So you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it like this. Week six was the week of finally That's what we can call week six, finally, because finally the Monstars won, and finally Alliance gets sweet revenge on Lake Houston Live. Let's start with the Monstars. Uh, They win, and they won soundly, uh, 88-59. It got pretty ugly, uh, pretty early and real ugly late. They were up by as many as 26 at the half. I mean, you can't really sustain a 26-point lead throughout the game, so they only won by 29. So they only outscored them by three points in the second half, uh, could have went a lot worse if uh, the Bullets didn't walk off the court uh, when the game was over. It was about two minutes left in the game, so the Monstars uh, probably could have easily got 100 points. But, you know, the game was pretty much in hand, and there's no, like you said, there was no need for anyone to get hurt, chasing stats. That's, uh, that's a pretty common theme in basketball. That's usually how it happens. So what was your take?
1: Uh, yeah, they weighed a white flag on that one, and... You know, I think it's one thing when you're missing guys here and there. I mean, happens in basketball, whether it be injury or whatever the case may be. But this Bullets team, which I felt like was one of the most improved teams, they have been looking good for a few weeks, even their losses, mm-hmm. looked absolutely horrible last week uh, without their leader, Dante. Now, granted,
2: I think a lot of it had
1: to do with what the Monsters were doing to them, too. I think, you know, they played... That game, uh, whatever, what I said, they put probably four quarters together mm-hmm. of good defense because I think that's been their Achilles' heel the whole time. I mean, we have they play defense in stretches, but they don't play defense for a whole game. Mm-hmm. And I think they played pretty decent defense the whole game. And like I said, they didn't have Dante to lean on in this case to kind of get them out of a lot of those holes they were in a lot a lot of times. But with that being said, the Monsters took care of business, so I can say. And finally, meaning this time, the real monster stood up.
0: <laughs> finally, right?
1: Finally. And went out there and got dubbed. So, shout out to the monster! I've been waiting on you guys to win for almost a season and a half now. Yeah. And you finally went ahead and took care of your business. So, I'm happy for you guys, even though I didn't pick you last week. So, it doesn't make my odds uh, look good as far as like if I, if we were in Vegas. But with that being said, <laughs> maybe you've earned, earned yourself... A few spots now where I can go ahead and give you a couple, you know, votes here and there against some of the teams that you'll be playing upcoming here uh, pretty soon.
0: Okay, yeah, I appreciate that. So (laughs) let's look. Let's look at the numbers. I like to break down numbers. Um, The Monstars shot the ball sixty three percent from the field, sixty two percent from the three point line, which is pretty good, and fifty five percent from the free throw line. Not not too good right there. Thirty-eight team rebounds and twenty assists. That's right, Temple. Twenty assists. Uh <laughs> and they had eleven turnovers. So it's assist to turnover ratio was about two to one. Yeah. Uh not bad there. Uh and holding them to just fifty nine points. And if you look at what the bullets did, yeah, uh, they had no one shooting over fifty percent. Everyone was under fifty percent.
2: Right.
0: Uh closest one was Bryce shooting forty seven. Um one guy with a negative PPR that was a... Uh, well, I don't need to say it. You can see it. Uh, <laughs> no not need for that. Um, and just overall shooting was just, just pretty bad. 33% from the field. Can't win like that. Yeah. Uh, 15% from the three-point line. They shot twice as many threes as the Monstars and was just anemic. And then from the free throw line, 50%. They also, shot, they also got to the line more uh, and shot a uh, lower percentage. So... Just the all in all bad game. Uh, the the ten tur- we had actually more turnovers than they did. Wow. So, I mean, that's just a bad look for the bullets. That's back to back stinkers uh, for the bullets. Uh, the previous week they did the same with their captain right. uh, Dante. So without the without Dante, it's it's gonna be a long long day from what I see it. Uh, against anybody. Dante has to be there.
1: Yeah, and uh, I expect him to be there tomorrow, uh, mm-hmm. going into tomorrow's game. But with that being said, yeah, the other guys got to have a little more pride than that. Yes, you know, absolutely. You just don't take – you know, you don't have your top guy. And most teams lose without their top guy. But most teams don't lose by 30 not having their <laughs> right. top guy. And it could have been worse than that. You know, mm-hmm. they kind of waved a white flag. I waved the white flag for them mm-hmm. uh, and got those guys out of there. They just – they were not there mentally, uh, emotionally, and it led to them not being there physically. They They were – worn out, got beat up on the boards. Mm-hmm. It just was not like, I mean they got a rebound thirty eight to twenty six. I mean yeah. that's a huge, huge difference. Kinda of arguing at the end too. You know, kinda of, you know, they you guys had twenty assists to their twelve. Mm-hmm. Um you know I even mean, looking at their shot attempts. I mean they even had less shot attempts. Not to mm-hmm. mention they shot thirty three percent from the field as a team. Mm-hmm. Just not a very, very good look uh, for the Bullets who I felt like were Lake Houston's maybe yeah. biggest challenge. And now they're looking at possibly being the bottom C in the coming up playoffs. I mean, it happens that fast in this league. You yep. go from being a top dog, being all the way at the bottom that fast. So they um, they have some work to do. But with that being said, we have seen them seen them play lights out.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the next game Alliance 99 Lake Houston 90 They finally Finally get over The hump And beat them And they beat them soundly uh, Controlling the game Both halves uh, They outscored them Both halves uh, Second half especially They really took off 62 points in the second half uh, Offense was Just ringing it up Just on fire uh, They shot 70% From the field Yeah Yeah uh, yeah.
2: That's,
0: <laughs> that's gonna be Kinda tough to beat And they were doing it With the ball movement If you look at the Assist total 32 team assists Yeah Impressive. Impressive. Everyone was moving the ball and it wasn't no one had over ten assists. Yeah. No and the, the the highest one was nine by uh by Brian. And Bryant, as usual, uh leading the team in rebounds. Uh, this dude is a monster on the yeah. boards. So yeah. Uh yeah, that's that's gonna be a tough matchup for anybody.
1: At five ten, that's that's impressive.
0: At five ten and he's he's just boarding and just beasting down there. You gotta and one yeah. one time just let everybody know about it. I mean Brian is he, he's a monster. But um the real, the real story, before I get to Lake Houston, the real story was, uh, it was definitely T. Bailey. Yeah. Uh, T. Bailey probably had uh, his best game of the season by far, uh, shooting 79% yeah. from the floor, six of nine from three.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, and 100% uh, from the free throw line, eight assists, five rebounds, three blocks, yeah. and a steal. This dude is playing just outstanding, and he actually led... Uh, the league uh, this season in uh, PPR total with thirty eight point six. Wow. Now I'm looking at his three point percentage on the season. He has got it all the way up to thirty one percent. Impressive. That is impressive from where he started. Because I'm look. I got the games pulled up right here in front of me. Oh uh, for four. 0 for six. <laughs> start off over ten. That's kind of like Larry did, but Larry yeah. got his up pretty too. Uh, Two for five. One for eight. So in his first. Four games. Yeah. That is three for twenty-three. Yeah. First four games, and then since then he's been eight of thirteen. I told you over sixty percent his <laughs> last two games. I know. I knew he was getting hot. So that's how you get it all the way uh, up to thirty-one. So Frito Line is kind of struggling though, eight for fifteen. I I actually noticed that. But overall, uh, T Bailey. That was a statement game for him. And he's been telling us that he's been in the gym, putting the work, and he's slowly but surely creeping into that MVP conversation.
1: He, uh, he he told me, and, you know, people say they do and don't listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. They obviously do because he heard the podcast where we were kind of getting on the, the alliance and mm-hmm. kind of putting some things out there that they wanted the team that they were this summer. and. hmm he kind of took that to heart. He kind of thought that he took some things that Lake Houston said about them, mm-hmm. about how they kicked their butt. He took it personal. Mm-hmm. And over a three-week span, he kept telling me, I'm in the gym just because y'all said what y'all said. Yeah, I'm in the gym cause just because you said what you said. The media. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I took it for what it was. I said, well, show up. Yeah. Change my mind. He did. Mm-hmm. He's been lights out. He, he shot the ball as well as we've seen any of our wing guys shoot it. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe outside of Dante, and mm-hmm. maybe some, maybe one guy I could think of from uh, from the summer. I'm not gonna bring his name up, but yeah, he's been lights out. And on the defense end, he's been as good, if not better. And then if you look at his stats, look what he added to the uh, table this time eight assists mm-hmm. to go with his defense. Season high. Yes. You know, when he when he brings that to the table as well, the Lions are going to be hard to beat. And this is what I do. Sean, he's shooting 20 for 27 his
0: last two games. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got his attention. I mean, I think he's got our attention now.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, my goodness. And, you know, if me saying something or you saying something mm-hmm. or outside people saying something about his game and what his team is doing, it's going to make him play like this. So be it.
0: Y'all might need us to do that. Yeah, you, you just may
1: need <laughs> us to do that. You you need us. Cause I mean you guys did have a couple games where you look absolutely horrid and terrible. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna lie to you, man, this dude he's he went six to nine from the three, but he was like six to seven. Yeah. And the two day shot towards the end were kinda he checks. Yeah, he checks mm-hmm. more so. But he was like six or seven. He hit five in a row. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he was – every time Lake Houston kind of got back in the game or we making a run, and mm-hmm. got it down three points, four points, he come down, splash, another one, you know. So, he, he was – he was the engine that made him go this past game. And, like I I'm looking at Brian's stats here. Learned he with only a had double. 11 points, but I didn't realize he had 11 rebounds and 9 assists. Flirted I mean, with just, a triple-double. That's a Jason Kidd type triple-double. Yeah. You know, it, it, was, it was nice, you know, and it was just a – You know, they always say this in football, but I mean, they played complimentary basketball. I mean, everybody kind of just fed off each other. Everybody played their role. They kind of, you know, they kind of alluded to that without saying it a few times Mm over the past few weeks, but I think everybody played their role. You know, I'm looking at Sweat. Sweat had 16 and 10. You know, Uh, I mean, they just had a good game from everybody. No one played a bad game. I'm looking at Gino. Gino had 24 points. Everybody else played so well that we even bring up Geno had 24 points. Like <laughs> we, brought,
0: we brought it up in an interview. Yeah, okay. That's all right, right. 10 for 11.
1: Yeah. Missed one shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's and crazy. Know, definitely his best game, best showing of the season. So, again, I think everybody played their role, and they played well, and now they kind of look like the team to beat again. 4-2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is weird. <laughs> as dominant as Lake Houston has looked the first two times they played them, but you know, this may leave a bad taste in Lake Houston uh, Live's mouth. It's the last time they'll meet them during the season, and they may not meet them in the playoffs. I mean, it's a winner's take all situation. Then, so yeah. we shall see going forward. But it was good to see a competitive game, especially after the first game was such a blowout. Yeah, first two games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and you know, they just went out there and took care of their business. So we'll see what happens tomorrow.
0: Yeah, Shelby, uh, I need you to play better, man. Five for fourteen. I don't know. I don't know who was checking you that game, but, uh, I mean. What, what was it T? I mean, I don't know. I think it was. You know, I don't know, man. He's
1: been saying that, hey, you know, I'm going to take the top guy. I'm going to take him out.
0: Well, we know Shelby's the top guy.
1: As you know, he yeah, Shelby. I mean, you guys talk real big, too, the first few weeks, man. Mm. So, you know, that was just one game. And mm. It kind of ended on a sour note, but you could definitely redeem yourself coming in tomorrow. So, we shall see. But we definitely need to play better.
0: Yeah, five
1: MVP candidates.
0: Yeah, I agree. Okay, let's move on to the next segment. All righty. So our top performance this week goes to none other than the guy we we're just talking about, T. Bailey, of course. Uh, you know, usually when you when you lead the league. Uh, In PPR, it's a clear indicator uh, that you're going to be the top performer. That doesn't always work that way, but most of the time, uh, it tells the tale. Now, look at, if you really look at what he did, uh, it was all around impressive because he can control both ends of the court with his spacing. T. Bailey can get to the rim when he wants to. Pretty much any time he wants to. And they're sagging off because, like I said, his shooting in the beginning was a little shaky. Yeah. But if he's going to hit the three like that, six for nine, uh, I don't know how you guard this guy.
1: Yeah. uh, I mean, he's a nice-sized guy who who can beat you off the dribble. Yeah. So, yeah, if you start closing out on him, he can ball fake and get to the rim. And he can finish, too. And he can finish. It's going to be trouble. It's going to be trouble. And, I mean, he... The fact that he had the game that he had, tell you how outstanding a game he had. I mean, I'm looking at some of our other candidates. We look at uh Mr. Hatch from uh Lake Houston Live, mm-hmm. who was uh I'm gonna send a shot at Howard real quick. He was flaming Howard. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Howard is missing
1: that though. <laughs> yeah, he he was flaming Howard. he's going he went fourteen for eighteen. Uh majority on Howard. Uh Kyle Maynard, who was uh excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh he went for twenty-five and twelve rebounds. In that first half, he had, like, 20, mm-hmm. you know. He was on his way to scoring 40, you know. He slowed down the second half, but he scored 20 in the first half. And then, uh, I think a guy named Kevin Gill also had a pretty outstanding game. Yeah, who's that guy? Yeah, <laughs> some new guy. Uh, he had like a 20-point, 12-rebound, assists, 4 steal game. So, when you have that kind of competition, uh, that tells you how well uh, – T played. He just had an amazing game with his thirty-one points and thirty-eight point six PPR. Because yeah. I mean, he had some really good competition this week with some guys who had an outstanding game. So, shout out to T. Unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, this
0: is this is this has been uh, we could we actually probably could have seen this coming from last week. He's uh, <clears throat> been outstanding. If you look at his last two games, twenty for twenty-seven. Yeah. That is ridiculous uh, for high-level basketball. Like I say, this is no cupcake league. Yeah. Uh, if you're shooting over 70% in a <laughs> league like this, where yeah. it's not just all layups. Yeah. He's shooting the three yeah. and getting inside NBA against NBA three. Yeah, it, let's not forget that. Yeah. NBA three, that's a big difference between yeah. college and NBA. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, trust me, I know. Because, um, <laughs> I mean, I don't shoot very many threes for that reason. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, man, I mean, T. Bailey, he's been outstanding.
1: Um, I, I think he put the league on notice. He did. Uh, I was talking about some guys earlier uh, in another conversation, and it's one thing to kind of get guys' attention, but now I think he not only does he have a guys' attention, I think he may have their respect now. Mm-hmm. And I don't see people sagging off of him anymore. Not forget forget him shooting the ball, just as a basketball player in general. I think yeah. we definitely have he has the least respect, and not only does he have the least respect. He's kind of slowly kind of creeping his way up these MVP boards, Mm you know, kind of slowly creeping his way up there. So I think amazing game by him, amazing two weeks by him. It's a season thing, but again, I mean, he shot 79% from the field last week, almost 80% from the field. The game before that, unbelievable. So he's definitely putting himself, not only himself, but his team on notice.
0: It's funny, him and Brian are actually both uh, in the running for two Awards, two of the same awards, defensive MVP and MVP.
1: That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're getting busy, which is why I've to say that Alliance, they're a dangerous team. I think uh, when you look at them, even when they were taking those losses to Lake Houston, I don't think they were ever playing their best game. So I say, you know, is Lake Houston that much of a matchup problem whether their best game is going to come out ever? So I say, you know, Play, them playing their best game against Lake Houston's best game. I may still give an edge to Lake Houston. Maybe. Don't shoot the master. Yeah. Okay. But again, their best game can beat Lake Houston, though, as well.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, Lake Houston can't slip while Alliance is having their best game, which, you know, may happen last week.
0: 32 assists. That's tough to beat. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to our next segment. Alrighty, time for our Power Rankings. Uh, it's been some shifting going on in the Power Rankings. It's not uh, what it normally is. Okay, we're going to start uh, at the bottom. I have the Bullets. Yeah. Surprisingly, it's not the Monstars this time. It's going to be the Bullets. And I would even know that, uh, you know, the Monstars don't have a better record than Bullets. I would actually have the Bullets ahead of them slightly. Uh, but just their body language after that last yeah. game, uh, that was ridiculous. Uh, not only did they lose by 29, they walked off the court.
1: Yeah.
0: They didn't even finish the game. They literally went uh, Roberto Duran on us, no mas, no mas, and just walked off. He swears he didn't say that, but I know he did. <laughs> but anyway, um, they just quit, man. I just, I, I can't respect that uh, as a competitor and as an analyst. Uh, and, and as a, a media personality, I cannot respect uh, a team really, literally throwing in the towel. Like, I think I saw someone pick up a white towel off the floor and throw it on the court. I think I might have saw that.
1: Yeah. They, uh... <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> they they definitely throw in the towel. And, you know, it, we, we can just try. I mean, it, it happens sometimes. Uh, it shouldn't happen, but it does happen. So, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping they'll have a better week. For their sake, And yeah, I mean, for the league's sake, I think uh, I've I definitely spoken very highly of that team uh, throughout the time they've been here. So, I, I expect them to have a better showing this week. It uh, can't get any worse. so uh, it happens. I think the Monstars did that good of a job where they, they caused that, mm-hmm. in a way. Uh, Had them seen no Moss, mm-hmm. in, in a way. Uh, but it, it happens, and like I said, I think they'll have their leader back tomorrow. And uh, Dante and We'll see what happens. I, I definitely, definitely, definitely expect more. And I, I we will see more from the Bullets. But they do deserve that last spot, with mm-hmm. all that being said. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they definitely went from a team that was on the rise. On the rise, that was kind of mm-hmm. kicking at the heels of the top team. And now they've dropped all the way to the bottom. And this is what happens in this league. It happens fast. You could definitely be the top team one week, and you could definitely drop all the way to the bottom next week. I mean, it's that tough sometimes. You fell
0: off a cliff.
2: Yeah.
0: All right, uh, speaking of Cliff and the Monstars, they are going to be number three uh, on my power rankings. Yeah, I mean, they can't go much higher than that right now. They only got one win. So, um, The win was so impressive to me um, in the fashion that they did it, winning the game by 29 points. Uh, I think without Dante showing up, if the Monstars did not win in the fashion that they did, it's the equivalent of a loss,
2: yeah.
0: uh, in my book. Um, not to say that the, you know the bullets are just trash without Dante, yeah. but it's more of a it's more of a statement for the Monstar psyche to know that their top dog is not there. So we need to see where we are at as a team, and I think they definitely showed up. Um, I think um, I, I was impressed. Uh, I was actually satisfied only thing that um, I probably was probably dissatisfied about was probably that we didn't score 100. But yeah. that's about it. Um, so, yeah, the Monsters, I got them at number three. I think they're on the rise. Uh, they got a tough matchup coming up against Alliance. Um, even if they were to win against Alliance somehow, I would not put them in the number two spot. That's yeah. not going to change anything yet. Yeah,
1: yeah, unless they go out there and beat the Alliance by 35. <laughs> may, yeah, then maybe. Maybe, maybe, I, maybe I will, but, yeah. yeah, I don't see that. Yeah, uh, I, I think... They're definitely on the rise, and it's been a long time coming. Mm-hmm. They have uh, – chemistry just looked a lot better. And it's going to look – when you win winning, it, it always looks better, mm-hmm. right? But uh, chemistry looked a lot better. Um, the thing I told you that got them over the hump, though, was the defense. Yeah. They played good defense, got some stops, got them out of transition, got buckets. I mean, that's just what it was. So, I think if they, if they put another defensive effort together like that where they're playing four quarters of defense – uh, they will absolutely, absolutely, uh, be give the alliance all they can handle. So, we shall see, man. I, I expect good things from uh, Monstars.
0: So, yeah, Monstars' last two games have actually looked pretty good. Um, okay, at number two, I'm actually going to put Lake Houston live at number two. Now, the only reason why I, I dropped them down, I, I know they, I know they've beaten the lines twice. I know they have a better record, but also uh, the way they looked. Yeah, it looks like. For now, Alliance is the superior team.
1: Yeah,
0: for their 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 currently con- constructed roster, I gotta go with Alliance. I, I feel like they look better. They look like the better team, uh, and that's minus Duke. Yeah, Duke uh, Duke has departed. Um, but uh, what was, what's my guy? Uh, Gino. Oh, he definitely stepped in. He filled in for sure. 91%. You can't
1: beat that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the what, he went 10 for 11 last game? Yeah, 10 for yeah. 11. He went 10 for 11 last game. I mean, yeah. Didn't I, miss I, a three. Didn't miss a free throw. Yeah, I don't think Duke would have won 10 for 11. So. <laughs> don't. I mean, he, he's talented enough, too, yeah. but I, I just don't think he probably would have won 10 for 11 and 4 for 4 from 3. Right. So, right. Uh, yeah. I mean, he stepped right on in. And like I say, I think they played so well that – that was the last thing we brought up, the fact that he had 24 points. Right, he went you off. You know, and then he went off like that. So, uh, I, I'm I'm going forward. I would take them as the top uh, team right now with you, like mm-hmm. you were saying. But I don't think we have definitely not heard the last, uh, like, Houston Live. I think they have a lot of game left in them. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll see what happens. We'll definitely see what happens. Yeah, so, uh, so Alliance, yes.
0: Alliance is number one. Yes. They're number one. They're number one. Like you live, I'm gonna put y'all at two for now. But like you said, with that being said, uh I know Alliance personally. Shelby, step up. Yeah, Shelby gotta step up. I know Alliance personally doesn't like to be at the top. They like to be under the radar. Yeah. I know they don't like the spotlight, but you guys are there now. I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you guys enjoy it because you're gonna be playing
1: the monsters. Please. Yeah, so. and it's uh hey, it's different being the haunted. Then, then being, you know, you didn't pray, you know, it's mm-hmm. different, it's different, it's different. Mm-hmm. So I understand why they don't want to be the top spot, I understand why they want to get on this podcast and talk bad about them. But mm-hmm. we're not this week. So, Nope. All all compliments. All compliments. <laughs> and we're going to see how they deal with that. We're going to get more compliments. They'll go out there and get their head beating. Right. Time. Exactly. <laughs> so, well, we shall see again Lake alive. Live. I don't think it's the end of you guys either. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and make this run tomorrow.
0: All right, let's move on to our next segment. All righty, prediction time. Uh, I've already set this on the website. I'm going to go a little bit more in depth uh, this time. So, starting with the first game, Monstars versus Alliance. I got the Monstars. Uh, obviously, I'm going to pick the Monstars. They're, uh, I'm going to pick them 86 to 80. I believe they are trending upwards. And even without uh, Squeak showing up last week, they really, really gelled and took care of business. Um, X was definitely more efficient. I thought the ball movement was great. Uh, I thought the defensive effort was great. And I just, I like the way they look right now. And Alliance, you know, they're trending upward as well. They finally got that monkey off their back. They finally beat uh, Lake Houston Live. But... I think they're running into a tough matchup this week.
1: Yeah. Um, I will say... i not ready to pick the monsters yet. Even though I kind of want to. Because mm-hmm. I think they... I honestly think the Monstars looked the most impressive last week. Mm-hmm. I honestly believe that. Uh, as good as the Alliance looked... And I've been saying very nice things about them the whole time. I actually think the Monstars looked the most impressive last week. But with that being said... I'm going to go with consistency, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say uh, the Alliance has a better trail, paper trail of, of games when I'm sitting there looking at these statistics mm-hmm. that will show that they will probably show up tomorrow and play well. So, even though I think the monsters are trending upwards, mm-hmm. I'm still going to go with Alliance 88
0: to 85. Three-point loss. Yeah. So, one possession game. So, uh, is it we're down six and we hit a trash bucket at the end? Or do is the game tied and they come down and hit a three?
1: I think Alliance is up 88 and they, um, and they get a stop. Monstars bring the ball up the floor, run a play, and I see action along a long three uh, off screen and roll and missing. Mm. Not calling y'all the X, I'm just saying, it's <laughs> what I see,
0: it's what I see. So. so a screen and roll, and he pulls up, oh, is he pulling up behind the NBA 3, or is he just right on the uh, edge?
1: He's, he's, no, he's deep. He, he shooting uh, from 20, he's Steph Curry shooting it for 26. 26, 27, 27. Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: All right, X. You heard it. You heard it, X. All right, uh, <laughs> second game of the night, Lake Houston Live versus the Bullets. I'm rolling with the Bullets. Oh,
1: okay.
0: I believe uh, enough is enough. I don't believe that they're this bad of a team. I believe Dante comes back. Uh after the first loss, he looked a little out of, you know, he didn't look he didn't look himself. He looked out of whack a little bit. Yeah. And he um the second game, they I mean he wasn't there.
1: Right.
0: So <clears throat> that being said, I believe Dante is not going for that nonsense. And I, I believe that they struggle. Uh, Lake Houston Live for the second week in a row. For the first time this
1: season, they dropped two in a row. So, I know I took my biggest thing with Lake Houston Live in the summertime was adversity. And every time they got hit with a situation where a little adversity kind of would push them, they always end up finding a way to lose those games. Mm -hmm. Well, for the first time last week, they got a little adversity and they lost. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say that's the character of this team. And I'm going to go ahead and... As bad as the Bullets played last week, and I think they're going to play much better this week, I'm going to see another close game. I'm going to pick Lake Houston Live. You're going to drop three straight. <laughs> I'm going to take Lake Houston Live. <laughs> wow. Take Lake Houston Live with a 90-84 to 84 mm. victory. Close game, but I see them struggling to get some stops at the very end. I seen they go being, yeah. I seen them being within one and two possessions the whole time, and then uh, not being able to get, a, uh, get the stuff necessary to overtake them at the end. Okay. All
0: right. Well, that's interesting. Um, I have a little bit more respect for the bullets. I don't believe they'll drop three straight, uh, especially not a Dante-led team. I just don't see that. I, I, I believe. Uh, I believe they get it done. So I'm going to give them their respect. And say that they pull it off, um, but if you are right and I'm wrong, and then we win the second game, that would actually tie our record. So I might want to go with what you're saying. <laughs> you know what? I okay. You know I'm not gonna change my pick. It's already right. <laughs> I'm just go. I'm gonna go with what I have. But I kind of want. I kind of want to see what you're saying. Yeah. Because that that would definitely help us with yeah. the seating as well. So. Um, and
1: not to mention, I don't see Shelby playing two inefficient games in a row either.
0: Yeah, he's not going to do that. Yeah, I don't see that. Yes, yeah, four for what was he, Four for thirteen? Yeah. Oh no, yeah. No. Five, five for thirteen? Five, five for fourteen? Oh yeah. yeah, he's not going to do that again. Yeah. Okay, let's move on uh, to our next topic. All righty. And on to our next topic. We have a special guest in the building, Mr. Big Shot Demick. How you doing, sir?
2: Feeling good. All
0: right, Demick. So, let's get right to it. Um really not going to harp uh too much on y'all's last game. I mean, you know, we everyone uh they saw the post-game interview, they see the box score. Uh I just want to know what what's your perspective? On the outlook of the team now, you're coming off to back-to-back losses uh, for the first time this season, and y'all were becoming a team on the rise. And now, uh, with your last two losses, are are you worried at all uh, heading in towards the playoffs? Because now we're getting to that point where it's almost playoff times, and you guys are trending south right now.
2: Um, I just think we just got to get back to doing what we what we was doing at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. You know, playing together. You know, we was all settled into our roles. Um, Cutting, sharing the ball. With the last two game, last two games we um started playing that one on one basketball. Mm-hmm. And hate to say it, when we get up or close, you know we're front runners and we start playing, and mm-hmm. when we get punched in the mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look like we was we starting to fold. So we just got to get back, get our chemistry back together, and come out strong the next game.
0: Yeah, um that's what I saw too as well uh to be honest with you. Uh looking at the dynamic of you guys team um with your with your captain, with your catalyst, uh Dante, uh an MVP candidate um and the way you guys are set up as a team just uh, just shooters everywhere you guys got shooters everywhere Dante putting the pressure on them, driving to the lane uh they got to focus on him, so that creates uh opportunities for y'all and you guys have thrived on that on that um on that that pretty much that dynamic for y'all team uh that blueprint uh, is the word I was actually looking for uh for you guys' team, but like you said y'all have gotten away from that uh with no dante uh you guys are definitely a, a different team, not so much um I'm not going to say not so much as uh, you know how you guys looked last time with the score, but I mean you guys' mentality, like you touched on. Your mentality is, okay, Dante's not here, so uh, now we're just not going to play our roles. I felt like from, what, from my perspective, I know I was playing against y'all, but uh, from my perspective, uh, it was very uninspiring basketball to watch, uh, even as I was on the court, uh, just to watch, because I know y'all are a better team than that. Y'all are definitely a better team than that. Um, so... Moving forward, you guys, you guys have a tough matchup uh, this week. You're playing against Lake Houston Live, the best uh, team record-wise in this league. Um, with a two-game losing streak coming in, um, it, it's, it's, it's looking tough. You know, the, the, the seating might change if you guys keep uh, trending south. So are you, guys, are you worried uh, personally uh, about your matchup and about how you guys are going to finish the season?
2: Um, well, I will say this. Last season, Dante missed two games mm-hmm. in the middle of the season, and we didn't look the same. Right. But I think what that did was build our confidence, being able to play without him. But y'all did have Austin,
0: though.
2: True. Big difference. True. And also, but we was able to build without him, mm-hmm. like a little, you know, that way if it come push, come to shove, mm-hmm. where we have to get our own shot or anything, we was able to do that. And we, when he came back, mm-hmm. we was able to. Use what we built on in his absence Mm -hmm. and just implement it when he came back. Right. So hopefully we can get that same thing going. And I know we have a tough matchup, but if we just come out, the key is that we can start strong. Right. If we can get a strong start, get our confidence up, then shots start
0: going down. Well, you know what? You guys actually played the best game against them uh, outside of us the second time. Uh, but the first time for y'all, when y'all played uh, Lake Houston Live, y'all looked like the team that could take them out because y'all only lost by three and y'all were pretty much in control. And I think it came down to one last play uh, where y'all came up short. So uh, does that give you any confidence knowing before, and Dante will be there tomorrow, Uh, Does that give you confidence, knowing before that you guys were so close to them, even though you guys are on a two-game losing streak?
2: Yeah, it gives us confidence. Um, I mean, we did play them tough. Mm -hmm. One thing I noticed, we were very physical with them, and it got them kind of out of their game. Absolutely. You know, so I just feel we bring that physicality back. Like I said, start strong, Mm -hmm. get our confidence, because in that game, shots went in. Definitely. A lot of shots went
0: in. Definitely (laughs) hit a lot of threes. Um, As a matter of fact, I can pull that game up. Uh, You guys hit... Uh, Not that efficient, nine for 27, but y'all hit a lot of threes. You hit more than them. They only hit five. So, and the threes, the threes that y'all did hit, they were big. Mm -hmm. They were big, and they kept y'all in the game. So, I think y'all might have started slow, and then towards the end, y'all started to heat it up, and that's what made the game so close. Um, So, Dante definitely puts the pressure on them, and they're not the same team. Uh, They actually lost some guys. So, you have that in your favor as well. And now that you're getting your guy back, Dante, um, I think you guys actually, I'm actually picking y'all to win that game, by the way. I'm picking y'all to win by 10. Um, I just don't believe that, you know, I think this is a fluke, honestly, because y'all are a better team than this. I don't expect y'all to drop three in a row. Uh, Lake Houston Live is a good team, but I don't see y'all dropping three in a row. I can't see that.
2: I can't see it either. I mean, we got a lot of pride tonight, so mm-hmm. dropping three straight, we don't want, we don't want that to happen. Right.
1: Not at all. Yeah, skills schedule's not helping y'all because y'all playing one of the better teams. But with that being said, I didn't pick y'all uh, this <laughs> he week. He didn't pick y'all. <laughs> I, did, I didn't pick y'all. But I also said that I think you guys got a lot more pride than what you showed last week. And mm-hmm. I also think that <clears throat> I think you were a team that was trending up for y'all went on this little recent slide. So mm-hmm. I think we've definitely seen uh, what you guys can be. So I expect to have a similar performance from you guys tomorrow. Even though I didn't pick y'all, but we, we, we'll see. But I do think your best game is enough to beat them. Beat those guys, though. I don't yeah. believe
2: that. Yeah, you could definitely tell we wasn't playing good. We're trending down. But if you go outside and look now, the yep. bullets are in the building. Yeah, <laughs> they they in there. Y'all in there? Um, so
0: you guys will be playing. You'll finish the season uh, against Lake Houston Live, and then against Alliance. The Lake Houston Live, you guys have had some success against them. Uh, but the Lions, you haven't. Uh, this team actually has had y'all's number. To be quite honest with you, uh, are you looking ahead uh, to that game? I know you're not going to overlook Lake Houston, but do you? Are you kind of looking ahead, like you know what? Regardless of this result, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta show something to Alliance because I'm starting to think they think they like they they got y'all.
2: I mean, we definitely want to show up against Alliance, but we'll cross that bridge when it comes. Mm-hmm. I mean, after losing two in a row, we can't look past anybody. So. Right. We have to focus on Lake Houston, and then after that game, we'll look forward to Alliance.
0: Okay, and we also have uh, we have our voting coming up. Is there anybody in mind that you're thinking right now that is uh, a sure favorite uh, for MVP? We got like five candidates right now. In your, in your mind, who you think the MVP is?
2: I mean, as you can tell, when Dante is on the floor and oh, yeah. he's not, how do we look?
0: Yeah, very Cleveland cavalier yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> school cool. Uh, <laughs> I ain't mad at that boat. I ain't mad at that vote at all. So, that's a uh, – out of the candidates, I mean, he's the most efficient guy. Yeah. And, I mean, he makes that much of a difference. Not that that
2: valuable to the team, I think, just in the league in general. And I'm yeah. just saying not as far as just stat-wise either, just yeah. as a leader. Leader, yeah. You know, yeah. when he speaks, you know, everyone listens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: He's definitely, he definitely done stat He gets in the flow of the game, yeah. and he's mm-hmm. actually number one in the league uh in PPR, which is no surprise. Uh Dante's that dude, man. So I mean I don't know I don't know what I don't know what Lake Houston has in store for him. Yeah. But uh I know he's gonna come to play. Yeah. Especially absolutely. knowing that, you know, y'all on this skid right now. So
1: Yeah, I mean I can't agree. Uh disagree with that. He I definitely expect a big game out of him. And like I say I expect those guys to play. I mean after this two games slide Two bad games, too. I can't expect that you guys play any worse than you played the last two weeks. So, I definitely think you'll pick it up. It's
0: actually leading the league in scoring as well.
1: I mean, I'm every mound. Appreci-
0: <laughs> Hold on, let me click on one more. And assist. <laughs> 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 My goodness. All righty. So, Dimmick, <laughs> I, pre- I appreciate you coming in, man. Y'all got y'all one heck of a player, man. So, I can see uh, how that's a big difference. He leads in three main categories. Yeah.
1: So uh, Three most
0: talked about categories right. Did, so. all, right, uh, all right So we'll move on to our next segment All right So it's time for my favorite segment uh, In the news uh, We're going to start with the NBA uh, This is an interesting topic Out in New York In Madison Square Garden uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo Also <laughs> known as the Greek Freak Got destroyed, just absolutely finished by a guy, I don't even know his name. I can't even think of his name. That's not important. Okay, so we're going to talk about NBA guys uh, being disrespectful on dunks. Before we get to back to Giannis, what is the most disrespectful dunk that you can recall that you've seen in your lifetime?
1: Uh... it just pop off top. It's probably been some more. Mm-hmm. If I could just think of them, the three I think of though, I think of Sean Kemp over Alton Lister. Ooh, <laughs> uh, that was
0: nasty, and he only took two steps. Yeah, I watched the replay a yeah. hundred yeah. times.
1: Heard the ball pointy at him. Uh, yeah. He just laying on the ground. You know, Sean Kemp had a couple. I remember mean, he knocked on uh, Chris Gallen one time, and Chris mm-hmm. Gallen had to dab him up. Like, yeah, like, he was like, he's me. like good one. <laughs> 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 uh, no one I can remember in playoffs. Uh, Michael Jordan, well, no, actually, Scottie's probably was worse. But I about to say, Michael Jordan on the baseline on Patrick Ewing. Yeah. Uh, when he had John Stockton and Charles Oakley running to each other and then mm-hmm. smashed on Pat and stared him down. And he just kept elevating. Yeah, oh he, as Pat people. was coming down, he was still going up. That's, it was kind of – Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, but Scottie's might be worse, though, when Scottie yammed on him on, on, the, on the fast break and pushed him down.
0: That was so unnecessary. Yeah, it, it, that, that one
1: actually <laughs> may have been worse. And then the last one, that's uh, Vince Carter over uh, Lonzo Mourning, where he he, he, he like, bumped him in the air and yeah. then threw it down. and then him. threw it down, like, without looking. Yeah. yeah. Just... <laughs> yeah those, are, those are the three or four that pop up in the, off the top of my head, I can think of. But it's probably something worse than that. Okay, so. I'm pretty sure Shaq, one of those Shaq dunks, somewhere down the road. I was going to
0: say, my first, my, the first one that comes to my mind is Shaq on Chris Dudley.
1: Dudley,
0: yeah. <laughs> that was ridiculous. He yeah. just did... Turn drop-step, yeah. and just mm-hmm. dunked on them. Dunked on, pushed them down. Pushed them down. The push, that's why we're saying, like, the extra stuff. Like, come on, man, you already got them. Like, yeah. you don't got to do
1: that to that bed like yeah, that. Yeah, when you when your when you're prior parts are another grown man's <sighs> head, yeah, your genitalia slaps somebody across the head, it's kind of bad, always. It's horrible. Um, okay, so it's that one.
0: Uh, I also have to agree with Scottie Pippen dunking on, on Patrick and yeah. That was pretty bad. But there was one that I don't know if many people uh, remember this one. Patrick Ewing, he dumped on Herb Williams. <laughs>
1: who not have being his teammate. Like yes. <laughs> would not have been his teammate. He dumped on
0: Herb Williams and he just looked. It was just this look that he gave him. He was just like, stupid. Yeah. Like, what were you, like, you, you thinking? I was just like, I was just like, man, that was disrespectful. Because he kept looking at him like he just would not stop looking at him. I'm like, Scotty, come on, man. You made your point. Yeah. I was like,
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty bad. So now
0: I think about it. That one, and then um, I'd have to say, uh, I'd have to say Kevin Durant when he dumped on uh, uh, I can't remember if it was uh, Roy Hibbert.
1: Oh, it seemed to be it was somebody. like I know who you're talking about.
0: Yeah, it was either Roy Hibbert. It's I, it's out of Roy Hibbert, and when he dumped on uh, Brendan Haywood, one of those two, and he like tried to push him down. Ain't <laughs> yeah, yeah. still dumped on him. Yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: one of those. The, those are the ones that stand out for me. But uh, okay, so back to back to the Greek freak. Yeah. Okay, so the guy's name I got him pulled up. The guy's name is Mario <laughs> Hazonia.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah something like that.
0: So, <laughs> so this guy, he's actually uh, he was actually a lottery pick. Yeah. I think he got picked ahead of Devin Booker. He did. He got picked ahead of Devin Booker. And uh, he has not materialized out. He definitely hasn't. Uh, I have his career numbers here. Uh, he has a total, well, I don't know. Let me see. Can I see his total? Well, oh, they just got this year. But uh, his total points for each season, uh, 478, uh, 317, 722, and this year, 182. Yeah. Now, I'm not a mathematician. He only has 1,000 points. Barely. He doesn't have a 1,000 yet. Oh, yeah, he does, he does, he does. He does, he barely has over 1,000, so about 1,500 points in yeah. four seasons. Yeah. So, that's pretty bad. And he's played a lot of games, 79, 65, and 75. He's playing.
2: Yeah.
0: He's not scoring.
1: Yeah.
0: Devin Booker is. He, he had 70 points yeah. in a game.
1: Yeah, he's, he's kind of nice. Uh, yeah, and, hey, it happens sometimes. Sometimes these uh, no-name guys, I mean, at the end of the day, they're all in the NBA, and they play at the – peak at the highest level of basketball you could possibly play at, which means at some point or another these guys were uh, the main guy on some team they've played on. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they're amazing athletes. I'm pretty sure he could come out here in our league. And, oh, will kill us. And I think our league is fairly competitive. But he may average 50 or 60 in our league. I mean, that's just how good these guys are in the NBA, these 400 guys in the NBA. The fact that there's only 400 of them out of the million basketball players that play basketball, <laughs> and it tells you how good these guys are. So, with that being said, on any given night, you can get it from anybody.
0: You want to know, know the funny thing about that? That was his only two points of the game. <laughs> <laughs> and he stepped over him like and he was having a game.
1: Yeah, make it memorable. Uh, and deep. I think um, the Greek freak, he took it very personal at the end of the game in oh, yeah. his interviews. But I think he got dumped on because uh, he's the Greek freak. I think. He tried to make a play that he wasn't going to be able to he make. He wasn't going to make that. He had, he had no chance. He had no chance of making that play. And I think the fact that he's Superman, or thinks that he's Superman, he put himself in that predicament mm-hmm. to try to make an outstanding play. Uh, so unnecessary. And he tried to make that play and kind of got embarrassed, you know. Uh, and you know, it's one thing for him to get dumped on and, and, and miss the block. Yeah. But I think the fact that he took the body you know, after he couldn't make the play and fell on the ground. Fell down. Yeah. <laughs> it it, it kind of made it look probably worse than what it really was. So,
0: so that, if, I think if he wouldn't have failed, dude probably would have just stared at him. But you fall out, you asked him for a dude to step yeah. over you.
1: And, you know, it reminds me of one time, uh, Kevin Johnson. I remember uh, Kim Olajuwon, mm-hmm. I think in game one of the playoffs, that series. That plays, I remember. Yeah. He ran Kevin Johnson down and threw his shot out of bounds. Yeah. Uh, made a tremendous play. And uh, I just remember thinking, like, you know, Hakeem like, was being Superman, just ran, ran him down. Yeah. And so the time, two games later, yeah, Kevin went baseline on him and yammed on him. I, I, I never saw that coming. And I think that had a little bit to do with, I just ran this little guy down the yeah. time before. And Hakeem jumped late on that play. He jumped very late. He jumped very late and. Kevin like he had every bit of a fifty inch vertical and Yes. Just, and just threw it down on him. And, and it, sat on him. And sat on him. And I think that's what happens sometimes when, like I say, these guys are mutants. And I think a lot of ones being a mutant and forgot that Kevin Johnson had mutant powers too. <laughs> I
0: remember that game like it was yesterday. And, you, you know, know.
1: and uh, same thing in this situation. Ooh. I think, you know, uh, Greek Freak is obviously a freak. I mean, he does make these plays and he's run down blocks and he dunks on people taking one step inside the three point line mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all this, these other things. But he, I think steps,
0: Two steps from the other end of the court.
1: Right. I don't know how he does it, but, you know. And, but, you know, I think he forgot that, you know, these other guys are, you know, they have mutant powers too. And I think he showed his. You probably there that I think that the green Freeman forgot that Mr. How you say that? H- 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 Let's call H- him Mario. Yeah, Mario. <laughs> Mario brother. <laughs> definitely. But another one to the books that in, the, in our top 10 most disrespectful dunks, it may, be, it may be up there. I don't know if it's quite there. I can't think of it being Rushing Scotty or Sean Kemps, yeah. or some of those other guys' dunks. But it definitely got our attention.
0: Um okay, let's move on. Oh. Oh yeah, go ahead. Blake go ahead. Griffin
1: too. Blake Griffin. Oh, Blake a, got
0: a lot. Yeah, he
1: had one on Pau Gasol. That was
0: pretty. You know what? I almost forgot about DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> on Brandon Knight. <laughs> oh my gosh. Scratch yeah, was, scratch my whole list
1: though. Yeah. That's the one right there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I forgot the, the Lob City Times. They True. had some pretty, They had some they had some pretty bad Disrespectful ones. I remember, yeah, he dunked on Powell Gasol off a rebound oh. and slapped him on the back of his head. And then pushed him down. I'm like, and, why? And they pushed him down, yeah. That was unnecessary. And then, yeah, maybe a few weeks later, DeAndre Jordan caught the alley-oop from Chris Paul oh, on God. Brandon Knight. And Brandon Knight fell flat on his back. It was pretty... I mean, everybody's seen it. I don't have to explain it's it. It's bad. It, it's pretty bad. I forgot about those two. Those were more recent. Yeah,
0: when you said Clippers, I automatically thought yeah. about that.
1: Oh, my goodness. Yeah, those were pretty bad. But, yeah, we can move
0: on. Now. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. scratch my whole list. Um, okay, so the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Uh, they have fired their head coach, Mike McCarthy, uh, effective immediately after that Arizona game. And I... I I play, uh, you know, uh, an app game uh, with, with uh, just – it's called ESPN Streak where we make our picks. Um, and the winner at the end of every month, uh, they get like $40,000, $35,000, something like that. Of course, obviously I haven't won. Yeah. Uh, of course I'm going to keep playing. And I started off 3-0, and and I picked the Packers against Arizona. I was like, oh, that's a sure bet. They're going to Lambeau. Um, you know, it's Arizona. They're not even trying to win. They got – Oh, who's their quarterback? I can't even think of their name. Uh, it's yeah. some guy from Cal. Yeah, I don't even
1: know who their quarterback is now because Sam Bradford got hurt. Yeah. And he ended up getting benched Yeah, this
0: guy. I can't even think of his name right now. I, I, he's also a guy from Cal, but I'm thinking there's no way they're going to lose that. Sam that's,
1: Bradford's stealing money, by the way, but go ahead. Oh, yeah. He's, <laughs> hey, he's the ultimate man heist, man. man. Yeah. I don't know how he
0: does it. But, um, so I'm saying there's no way they're going to they're no lose. And sure enough, I'm just watching the game. I'm looking at the score at halftime. I, I can't remember what the score was at halftime. Yeah. It was close. I think, it was, I think they were losing or it was tied or something like that. And I was like, are y'all serious? And I just knew. I was like, yeah, they're going to lose this game. I knew they were going to lose the game. Yeah. It just felt like they were going to lose the game. It might have been 7-7 to or 10-7 or something. I can't remember what it was. And they got booed at halftime. Yeah. It's the Arizona freaking Cardinals. Yeah. They're not trying to win. Yeah. They want the lottery pick. Yeah. And you losing them at home – Mike McCarthy, listen, this is, this is all on you. You got yourself fired. Like, you can say Aaron Rodgers sabotaged him, but your play calling was so bad that, that y'all couldn't beat – even if you ran the ball every single time, you would have beat them. Even if Aaron Rodgers was trying to sabotage you, and you put Deshaun Kaiser in there, you could have won that game. Yeah. But you're so, you're so inept at doing your job, calling plays, that you can't beat a team that's not even trying to win.
1: He probably could have saved his job.
0: For now. Two years ago by hiring an
1: offensive coordinator.
0: Yeah, you don't got to call it. He fired the offensive coordinator just so he can call, call plays.
1: plays. Uh, you don't know how to call plays. And what you do when you do that, Well, you take on two roles, Three roles or however many like that. Mm-hmm. You open yourself up yep. to take all the blame. GM looking at you like, all right, it's on you. Yeah, and you open yourself up to be fired yep. when you don't have success. Yep. And I think sometimes, hey, I'm a coach too. I think sometimes we want control. Yep. We are control freaks. Yep. And, but what we forget sometimes when you have that much control, when things kind of start to go sour, it's all on you. You're going to take the blame and you're going to get the biggest hit. And, I mean, he's the head coach. He's going to take a big hit anyway when they not have success. Yeah. But I think with him taking more control, even as a – I mean, he was in the GMs here, mm-hmm. as is. He's doing a lot of personnel stuff. And he decided to get rid of his offensive coordinator mm-hmm. and become the play caller. I think them having the lack of success, especially when you have a – basically, let's, keep, let's say what it is. Aaron Rodgers is an MVP candidate every year. Every year. Mm-hmm. He's an all-time great. You know, when you have that – and you just don't know how long your quarterback. I mean, we kind of forget. We think about Brady and Peyton Manning having these long careers. But at the end of the day, people don't have long NFL careers. So when you got guys in their prime at the most important position, you can't waste those years. And these last he's two or these years. He's wasted a lot of his years. He's wasted some very good years. I say four or five years he's wasted. Yeah. You know, with just. No, bad, bad play. I ain't gonna. I'm not even gonna put it all on him. Say bad play calling, but he could definitely help this situation by hiring the offensive coordinator.
0: Well, how about you get somebody to help Aaron Rodgers on the defensive end? Right. They don't never get nobody. Oh, Clay Matthews. Clay Matthews is he's been past his prime. Yeah. Clay Matthews continues to get too far upfield, yeah. rushing from the outside. He I I don't remember
1: last time Clay Matthews got a sack.
0: Because it it seemed
1: like when he was getting sacked, they were throwing flags. And the fact that – and this is not even just – so this might be more of a Green Bay thing, but when was the last time they had a a competent running back? Yeah. Like, they literally put receivers to play running back. Ty Montgomery. You know? Who's uh, gone, by the way. Who's gone, by the way, because he's, you know – well, just did something very selfish. <laughs> very selfish. Which tells you that you're losing the team when a player defies you that much that they yeah. just go out there and do something selfish like
0: that. I, I You know what? As soon as I seen him bringing it out, I was like, this dude better not fumble. Because I was just thinking like, okay, they got this now. Special teams. I was like, and special teams, listen, <laughs> I don't know how many games. I'm a, I'm a Texans fan, but I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan. Yeah. I don't know how many times I've watched a running back fumble the ball at a crucial moment. Special teams do something stupid. Yeah. In a crucial moment, yeah. and then and then they put the camera on Aaron Rodgers, and he just like, this is what I got to deal with. Yeah,
1: and, and I you think, got a dumb coach on top of that. I think. Uh, I mean, they haven't helped. They 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 haven't helped him with, which is partially probably on the coach because I mean he's probably not asking for that. I mean at the end of the you day, probably think he can do it all. Yeah. yeah, look, you you Aaron Rodgers don't need to throw the ball a hundred times a game. Just, like, it just is what it is. <clears throat> Deshaun is a dang good quarterback, but I like Aaron Jones too. Bill O'Brien understands that. You have to take pressure off your quarterback by running the football. And we've been doing seven. a good job on that. And you have to control the uh, offensive defensive line. It just is what it is. It, football, as new as it is, when we're running these five out, uh, yeah. spread offenses and everything like that, if you can run the ball and control the game, running the ball, most cases or not, 85% of the time, you're still going to have a lot of success mm-hmm. at the end of the day. It just is what it is. And they can't run the ball. They haven't had a, a competent running back since probably Dorsey Levens. Well, no, they had Armand. He
0: some good years. I I I give uh Eddie Lacy some credit. Eddie Lacy was straight. Eddie Lacy had some good years. He just kind of, you know, fizzled out. Yeah, he yeah, yeah, got fat. He got fat. <laughs> he got fat. <laughs> <laughs> but I like Eddie Lacy. I don't know what it is. You know what? I, I to be honest with you, it's weird. I like fat running backs <laughs> that are fast. I'm like, man, because he ran like
1: 4 4. Yeah, he a drum man. I like yeah.
0: fat running backs that are fast, but I don't know what it is, yeah. man. Like Eddie good. George, Eddie George, not that fast, yeah. though. He's like four five four six. Christian Nicoye. Yeah, yeah, all of them.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so. Brandon Jacobs? Brandon Jacobs Brandon ran 4 4. Yeah, he ran, ran 4 4. Whew, he's a big guy. Yes, he <laughs> uh, But yeah, I mean, I think they definitely, he didn't do himself any favors. Uh, the, he didn't necessarily have the greatest personnel leader. Uh I mean name a, a top flight receiver they have right now. You know. Um uh, Devontae Adams. Decent, would you call him a top flight? Do
0: you call him – I would. Uh, I give him top ten. Yeah. Cause remember Jordy Nelson used to be top ten, and now he's he's pretty much out of there. You gotta look at all the receivers. Once you name once you is, okay, is once that, you name six, then okay, do this for me. Names, name seven right now, top seven receivers. And I bet you you can't name one better than uh, Devonte Adams.
1: you say that with thinking about. gotta think about it too. Though. Is that Aaron Rodgers throwing him open, or is that him? No, he's
0: good. He's... Dude is good. I've seen his work. He's good. And I like I like what's the name too? Uh, uh, Randall Cobb. He's straight. but he's not Cobb. He's not better than Devonte Adams to me. Mm, no, not now. He's not now. Go ahead. Try to try to name seven right now that's better than him. Try to. No, I know you can name seven. Name more than seven that's better than him. More than seven. More than seven, right now, on the spot. Okay.
1: We got, we can start here in Houston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Will fuck give him a uh, no. Nope, nope. He give him a run. Nope. He give him a nope, run.
0: Nope, 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 nope.
1: Uh, but I would definitely say uh, number 10. Then you yeah. Got, okay, Hopkins. Then, then you got, uh, you go to Atlanta. They guy in Atlanta. Julio. Okay. Okay. You may even go to Minnesota. Who? Thielen? Nope. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Not give you that. I think I'm gonna think I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go to Tampa. Go to Mike, Mike Evans. Evans. Okay. I will give you that. Uh, then I'm gonna go to. Uh, you got AB. Got AB. Odell. Odell. Then I'm that's for go th- the Saints. That's five. Saint who? Uh, what's my guy? My guy. I got 1,200 Michael yards. Thomas. Yes. Come on, man. He has 1,200 receiving yards oh, right now. Oh
0: no. They force feeding. Him. I can't give you Michael Thomas. <laughs> no, I can't, you can't, give, him I can't Thomas. give you Michael Thomas. <laughs> he has
1: twelve hundred passing I can't like give that. you Michael Thomas. Just like I don't necessarily like Thielen, but I can't no, argue with. No no. I can't argue with his results. But right look now. who
0: his quarterback is. I mean, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is a stat guy, so he's gonna just. Oh, let me just get it to him. No, he's not really good like that. Look, Adam Thielen is not good like he's that. He's had two
1: years now. I'm not giving it to him. I mean, I think most people probably pick him over. Over your guy right now. Maybe. So that, not, that, I think I just named eight. He's not that good, man. I, I, I'm talking about
0: sure guys. Like, there's no debate. No debate? Adam Thielen is debatable.
1: I would pick him over, but he, okay. You A.J. Say, Green.
0: I'll give you A.J. Green. A.J. Green is another one. So that's, that's like
1: nine. That's six. <laughs> I'm like, give you the other three. <laughs> right. You say Will Fuller. Will Fuller can't even stay healthy. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, that, that's, a part, that's a part of... Being a good uh, player, too, is availability. Mm-hmm. If you're not on the field, yeah, you don't count. Devontae Adams is straight, man. They got a good team. You know, listen. I, I would put him on the same level as Amari Cooper. i put them by the same level. <laughs> no! I Amari them, Cooper? i put them by that 13, the 14. Drops. 13. Yeah, He had the league in drops. I can't put anybody who leads the league in drops up there. i put him in that 13, 14 range. I, I, I'll give him that. So, I mean, you got to think so Aaron Rodgers throwing to the thirteen, fourteen 14 best receiver, Not, which, which is, which, to be honest with you, it's just bad. But, again, we talking about guys out there who are the leader of the league. Aaron Rodgers, going back to the original point, he just doesn't have the personnel. Even when they won Super Bowl, I can't say his personnel was great then.
0: Yeah, I, I thought, uh, what's my guy's name? Uh the receiver that was there, he—I I thought he was good. I can't think of his name right now, but uh when, uh. when he won the Super Bowl. Yeah.
1: Well, they had what's the tight They had tight end too. Uh, they had a couple good years. Oh, was, I forgot uh, about Tyreek Hill too. Tyreek Hill. Oh, Tyreek Hill, another one. Yeah.
0: So, again, he's. Look at, okay. Look at this. He's about 13, 14. See, look. This is this is why I want to bring this up. <laughs> Devontae Adams is ranked sixth in receiving. Recep
1: receptions
0: receptions. That's just receptions. Oh, yeah. Oh, what? What you see? The oh, it says receiving. That's oh, yards. yards. Okay. That's yards. Devontae Adams. And then I click on receptions. Devontae Adams fifth. Come on, man. These dudes ain't better, man. They not better.
1: Yeah. There's no way. Look at Michael. But look at all the guys. Look, Michael Thomas. But we
0: know DeAndre Hopkins is better. We know AB is better. I'm telling you. De- yeah, Juju might. <laughs> I ain't think, but Juju not. Nah, no, i Juju not. Uh.
1: Devontae I'm Allen. Keenan Allen. I mean, I think he's like on the same level as Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen
0: is washed.
1: You know, I think he's on the same level as him. Keenan
0: Allen is washed, man. He had a good year last year, though. Comeback player of the year.
1: Yeah. But I mean, uh, yeah, I think he's on the same level as Emmanuel Sanders. That's not a bad thing.
0: Emmanuel By Sanders. 13, he's kinda,
1: 14, 15. He, he kind of washed, too. He Sanders
0: kind of
1: washed, too. He Sanders still running the 4-3, man. man. Come That's on. He's was still kind of washed.
0: Actually, I actually hooped against him. It was funny. He tried, to, uh, he tried to post me up. Yeah, you know you from around right here. I was like, hey, bro, you're not supposed to be up. I don't care if you're in the NFL. <laughs> it's, not, it's not going down. You're still a little guy. <laughs> All right, man. We're going to move on to the next segment. Uh, we're going to agree to disagree. Yeah. Uh, okay, last one. Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury. Yeah. Uh, the decision was a draw. Do you agree or disagree with the decision?
1: The boxing due to the scoring is very difficult i think I think Tyson fury, if you just looked at the fight
2: mm-hmm.
1: without the scoring, mm-hmm. just looked at the fight, I think he was winning the majority of the fight, so in uh twelve rounds three minutes thirty six minutes, if you just look at the the thirty six minutes just of them fighting without scoring it round by round. I would say he was winning 22 to 23 of the minutes. Okay. Due to the scoring, though, and you're getting two plus points for knockdowns. mm mm-hmm. uh, And at the end of the day, he threw the more punishing blows throughout the fight. Okay. I think due to scoring, you could probably have Gabe Waller to fight uh, um, off points. Mm-hmm. Just, just based off points. Uh but with all that being said, I mean, boxing is probably the toughest sport. Like we know we look at basketball, football, we know who won and lost, plain and simple. Yeah. Boxing no is debating. the biggest head scratcher of all time of wins and losses. It's fights that people are still arguing about forty and fifty years later. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> so right. you know, I hear I still hear, hear people bring up stuff about uh, Hagler and Leonard and and stuff like that, who they really feel like won these fights and uh, what's my guy Julio Cesar Chavez and Pernell Whitaker and things like that. Uh, but with that being said, um, I wouldn't I would not have been mad either way. It came out a draw, like I thought a couple months ago. Uh, I know a lot of boxing, actual boxers thought that uh, Triple G won, not Triple G thought uh, Canelo won the fight. But he ended up winning on, on points. I actually thought Triple G won the fight. Okay. I thought he, to me, convincingly won the fight. Uh, but again, boxers see things differently than you know the casual fan. But with that being said, that's the head scratcher. Boxer, boxing is. I think it was a good night for boxing, and I want to see uh, part two of it, or I want to see him go ahead and some Anthony Joshua fight one of these guys. Either way, it go. I would definitely say that. Um, Tyson Fury did well for himself. Cause I think if you just looked at the minutes of the fight, the length, I think he probably won more. Uh, he's actually winning more of the fight. But by points, I mean, I, I think I might even score to Wilder points-wise.
0: Well, well, looking at the scorecard, uh, I got it pulled up here. Wilder actually only won three out of nine rounds.
1: That's on CBS's uh, scorecard. Yes. Now, see, I, and I think ESPN had him winning 115-113. Okay, so it's so it's just like it's kind of yeah. It, it's, it's just kinda on, it's kind of depends on who you ask. Well, like like you said, it's 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 a difficult sport
0: to judge because you're, you're dealing with people who are actually judging the fight, yeah. And they eyes are, might be seeing something completely different. Uh, me personally, I thought Tyson Fury controlled the fight. Yeah. I thought Deontay Wilder landed some really good shots. Yeah. Uh, especially that one in the twelfth round where we thought he was dead.
1: Yeah. He probably <laughs> he shouldn't have he got up. up like The Undertaker. Right. <laughs> he probably
0: did die and he yeah. came back to life. But uh, I, I mean, Tyson Fury. Uh, it was funny when I found out that they were fighting. I kept, I kept saying that. Um, I kept saying, okay, everyone thinks that. Oh, Tyson Fury. I'm not like, listen, Tyson Fury can box. If you yeah. follow boxing,
2: yeah.
0: that dude can fight. Yeah. He's had some. Uh, he's had some epic battles. Um, and I, I was listening to the first take. Uh, Max Kellerman. He's brilliant. Yeah. He, you know, he's a boxing uh, connoisseur. Yeah, he made That's a good same, point. Man. Yeah, that's his sport. He, he made, he made uh, a good point talking about Tyson Fury is now in the mix with Anthony Joshua because uh, clearly Anthony jo- Joshua is ducking Deontay while he doesn't want, he not no part of it. Right. Um, why would I fight a guy for uh, 20 million more if I could lose and put a blemish on my record when I can fight this other guy for uh, 30 million, uh, 40 million, and I know I'm going to win? That's that, I mean, that's really how boxing is. And if you look at it, Floyd Mayweather made a living off of that. Yes, he did. So, I mean, Anthony Joshua's a smart guy. Is he a coward in my eyes? Yes, he is. Um, but I could definitely see Tyson Fury uh, fighting Anthony Joshua before Deontay Wilder. But I think Tyson Fury could take him out, too, because yeah. he's a better boxer
1: than Deontay Wilder to I me. I think it's so weird that Tyson Fury uh, moves so well, and actually a guy, he's... he's 6'9", mm-hmm. 260 pounds. He's actually taller than Deontay Wallace. Yeah, he's actually taller. <laughs> but one guy that's taller than Deontay Wallace. Right.
2: Uh,
1: I think for him to be that size and move that well, it was just weird. Most guys that are that size, they just use that. They they try to come in, yeah. George Foreman type strength, yeah. and try to take you out. Uh, granted, George Foreman's a- Totally different animal. Completely. Yeah, but but with that being said, yeah. So I think it's so weird seeing a guy on his toes, six foot nine, yeah, sitting behind his jab, going left to right, moving around, and he kind of had a Deontay Wilder before. He was kind of confused yeah. a little bit. And Deontay he, has a pretty good jab himself. Didn't Fury beat a Klitschko brother? He did beat uh, Vladimir, Ooh. which makes him the. I mean, it's old boxing term, but it makes him a lineal champion, which means he's the champion of all champions because you beat the man to yeah. become the man. Yeah, and that's something that Wilder, Nor, Anthony Joshua—they have belts, yeah. but they didn't beat the guy who basically conquered the uh, division for Well, the Anthony did. Joshua would
0: beat one of the Klitschko, brothers. but he ended up being Vladimir. But he
1: beat Vladimir after yeah.
0: Tyson already beat him. Right, and, and you know, to his credit, uh, Klitschko should have won that fight. Yeah. Because Anthony Joshua, he almost like killed him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, but he caught him at the end. But I mean, man, something about Vladimir and that straight,
1: it's just so vicious. He's just a, a big, strong. I mean, you know, we over here about you know we see these stories when we we're younger about like Russians and them, yeah, big and strong. And nah, he like, that dude. Yeah, he's actually that guy. He's that dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's like he's the Russian off Rocky. Like yes. he he really is that guy. And he's so really he, Drago. Yeah, he, he really is. So when he hits you with that straight right hand <laughs> behind that beautiful jab he has, it's beautiful jab, there's nothing you can do about it. And be honest with you, Deontay Wilder, he's a different animal too, because. Uh, we look at him as a big guy because he's six foot seven, but yeah. he's kind of six foot seven like a basketball player. Yeah, it's like slim.
0: He actually did hoop though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: So he's like six seven, and he's like two fifteen yeah. two eighteen. He's not like a big 250, 260 two hundred sixty pound guy. So I think the fact that he's hitting people on the chin mm-hmm. and putting them to sleep like that, not being the biggest heavyweight, yeah. it says something about who he is too. You know,
0: I don't think uh, I don't think Deontay Wilder could see uh, Klitschko though. No. No,
1: so, nah, nah, I'm talking a,
0: about like Klitschko, like not the one on the end, on the tail, tail yeah, of this group. Yeah, yeah, no, Nine. yeah, 2008,
1: 2007, he Klitschko.
0: It. Yeah, Deontay Wada at his best cannot cannot nah, see Klitschko. I mean, he, he'll have
1: to catch him, which is possible, but I don't see it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that, I that, think that, he'll catch him first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Deontay, is a little sloppy with some. He his does, course, you know. He actually only have a good chin though. Yeah, I seen him get clipped a couple times and, yeah. and survive. But I don't think he's
0: surviving that. Yeah, yeah. Not two thousand eight Klitschko. No,
1: not not. He's too technical for
0: him. Man, <laughs> that dude was a beast. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know I mean, I was, like I say, but that that straight right hand behind that jab is just deadly. One of the best all time, probably.
0: You know, boxing. Uh, they got they got a couple good fights coming up in uh in two thousand and nineteen. I believe not to change the subject, but I believe we might see. Uh, Terrence Crawford Versus uh, What's your guy name From Dallas Uh, 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 It's gonna
1: come to me In a second Uh, Spence Spence Earl Spence Spence. I
0: think that fight Actually might happen Maybe uh, Maybe towards the end Maybe like September or something I can see that fight Happen That's gonna be Mega 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 Dollars on that one And And that's my favorite Boxer right now Terrence Crawford Yeah see
1: that's Spence has to get through uh, Danny uh, Not Danny Garcia uh, Mikey Mikey Garcia Yeah And Mikey is one of the best in the world right now. Yeah. Problem is, Spence might just be too big for him. Yeah.
0: You know, Spence I, is a
1: problem. Yeah. I mean, you know, at one forty seven, Spence probably walks around like one sixty five, one seventy. Yeah. Where uh, Mikey actually probably is one hundred fifty pounds. Yeah. Fighting at one forty seven. So. I, I I think Mikey is technically better than Spence, but I think Spence may be too big. And same thing, I think Bud may run into. Uh, yeah, he's just profit. not going to be used to that. Hey, you know, with, with Spence's size, you know. But Bud's a technician, and Bud can punch. And, and he did. figures out fights. And he figures out fighters. So if he can stay away from it and find out, you know, not to get crowded and kind of, you know, be able to move his feet and do whatever he can. He doesn't care
0: who he's fighting. He's, like, he's smart. Yeah. He plays it safe with everybody. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I think I saw him fight uh, uh Okus Gamboa Ooh. four or five that was, years ago. That was the first yeah. fight
0: I actually saw him fight.
1: And that that was the first time I like thought he was, okay, he's elite. Yeah. Because I was like, you know, Gamboa, he comes from that Cuban background. Yeah. Gamboa was
0: actually my favorite fighter. Yeah. And, and then he and then he beat him up so bad that I started like Terrence Crawford. Yeah.
1: And Gamboa ain't been the same since. He hasn't. Yeah. He has yeah. not
0: recovered from that. Yeah. I think he won two fights and lost one. Yeah. Gamboas, I have not heard of him since that fight. Yeah, he hasn't done anything since then.
1: You know, he pretty much gonna say he ended his career. It but did. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much did. To be real, it did. Yeah. But, uh, and it started Terrence Crawford's career. Like, yeah. it took off after that. Yeah, I think he. That's when I realized. I was hearing these things about him, but that's when I realized, okay, no, this cat's elite. Yeah. You
0: Terrence know? Crawford actually has, like, the sneakiest uh, uppercut. Yeah. That you just. It, he doesn't really use it, but when he uses it. Yeah.
1: Whew. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's it's some good fights. I mean, it's just a good sports in general going on uh, over the next – this is like my favorite time of the year as far as sports. NBA season just started. Football season's coming to an end, so mm-hmm. the playoffs are rallying up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't watch hockey like that, but, you know, their season's getting started. Mm-hmm. Uh, baseball just ended. <clears throat> College basketball's heating up. College football. College football. Bowl season's about to start. Mm-hmm. So, it, it's it's a great year for sports always this time of year for me. So, I I'm just happy. I'm enjoying. Then when you throw some boxing in, yeah, here and there, or some MMA in here yeah. and there, yeah. I mean, it just it's just a big year. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's been fun,
0: guys. Um, of course, my faithful listeners, our faithful listeners. I appreciate you guys uh, for tuning in. We got some great, great basketball coming up tomorrow. I cannot Absolutely. wait. Absolutely. Um, yeah, man. We're gonna see. Um. And, and and awards. Uh, the voting we're gonna start that. Uh, probably next week. Yeah, we're gonna start it next week. Uh, it'll be week seven. Week seven. This is week this seven. This week seven. Right? Next
1: week will be week eight.
0: Yeah, so we might. Yeah, so, you so we plan
1: for playoff season.
0: Yeah, we're planning for playoff season next week, and uh, we will get those uh, individual award votes out uh, and printed and ready for y'all. Uh, next week. Uh, until then, uh, we will see you guys. Uh, tomorrow. I'm Johnny Gill with Sean Ellis. We are out.
1: Outie.